National reckons its reboot of boot camps will be different this time round. The revived policy would mean 15-year-olds and up who commit at least two serious crimes could be sentenced to boot camp for up to a year. There will be wraparound services when they're out, and National says if it works, they could include even younger offenders. But a number of studies show boot camps are ineffective when it comes to lowering reoffending rates, and a former chief science advisor found scared straight programs have been shown to increase crime. While joining us now is National's police spokesman. Person Mark Mitchell. Kia ora, Mark. What are these teenagers going to be oh, doing all day at boot camp? Well, there's, there's a whole lot of activities that they're going to be doing, but they're going to be surrounded by the best possible role models, mentors, and leaders that we can offer up as a country, and that's our Defence Force personnel, our police mentors, educators, um, social workers, um, and they're going to be given the, the, probably the most attention they've ever had in terms of making sure that we invest into them and we keep them out of uh, the adult criminal justice system because once they get into there, it's much harder to rehabilitate them. Break a day down for us. Are they going to school? Do they go to math class? Do they go to English? What else do they do? They'll get up in the morning. I mean, you know, you're getting right into the detail, but from my experience with LSV, they'll get up early in the morning. They'll do team-building exercises. Uh, There'll be some um, time in class to see what sort of needs they need around um, educational. There'll be some vocational guidance and and support coming for them. Um, And then they'll be back out doing some more exercise, doing some more team-building exercise with the team-building exercises with uh, Defence Force personnel. Where are all these staff coming from? Teachers, we've got a shortage of them. Who's going to teach them? Well, there's staff already there doing the LSV projects, uh, uh, the LSV programme. So So are you going to end that project, Mark? We know what? You're going to end the LSV project and, no, and put staff think, onto this? Think, no, I don't think there's a requirement to end LSV, but the, unfortunately at the moment apparently the numbers are down on the LSV and that's probably pretty consistent with what we're seeing with um, you know, uh, chronic truancy at the school. So can you be clear um, on that, Mark, because it's important that um, Limited Volunteer Program has been quite successful. Do you anticipate... Successful diverting money from that program and wrapping it up in order to go ahead with your boot camp program? No, no, we'll, no we'll definitely keep the LSV going and, and the um, and our academy can run, can sit along right side of that and, and there will be some additional funding for it without a doubt. There's, there doesn't need to be any capital works because we've already heavily, heavily invested in the facilities and, okay, and, so and uh, bases like Whenuapai and Where, where are they going to be? You say no capital works required, so tell me where the secure facility is. Was um, accommodation appropriate for 15-year-olds? Where is that? Well, we've got them in Fenuapai, we've got them in Trentham, we've got them in Burnham at the moment. We'd also look at places like Wairu. Got, so got what specifically? Lot, specifically, you have got what there? A youth facility already built, or do you have dormitories for soldiers that you're going to put kids into? No, there's, there's purpose-built facilities that have been built at these places that we've invested into, so, so that, that, that's not a problem at all. Um, Fenced, the are they, the, you know, the security real... around the individual um, area inside a base, or how would that the, operate? Well, that's that's going to be up to um, the justice and defence uh, and, and how the programme is run. But it will be run on military bases. It's not going to be in our youth justice facilities. They're just not equipped or set up to be able to support that. The LSV programme has been very successfully run for, for decades, and they're dealing with young people that are into crime, some of them have been in jail, they've got um, dependency issues, and they come in and they spend six weeks in a program and they leave um, with an 80% success rate going into employment and training. It's been hugely successful. We offer up our best people. And, um, and yeah, I, but I, boot camps you, haven't Lisa, been successful. Little... You know the research, well, Mark. Boot camps well, can, haven't been I successful. I completely reject that. The MAC program was successful. You had 15% of the, of the um, young people that attended that 
um, program never reoffended. I think it was thirteen percent, to- wasn't it? But okay, that leaves you with what eighty well, that, that, odd that, percent. That, that, that's a good outcome, Lisa. Instead of a five hundred percent increase in um, in uh, ram rates and four hundred and thirty this year, and then you've got fifty seven percent of those young people, the offending became um, less serious, and forty seven percent there was actually a reduction in the amount of offending. So outcomes outcomes from that study, Mark, and it's important. Outcomes from that study were pretty much the same as for people who had not gone to those facilities. But can we just go back to the volunteer, um, the limited service volunteer program? So you need to kill off the argument then that they that they don't deliver. Mark, the limited service service volunteer program, they're already set up and operating, right? So if you were going to put your boot camp into another physical location, how can you keep running those other programs? Or are you going to divert all those people to Whanuapai, where you intend to set this up? Well, that, that may be the case. I mean, that's a very operational decision. All that we know is that there's facilities there, there's massive capacity, and the program can be run. So that's what we've said that we're going to do, and we're committed to doing that. We're going to target the, the worst of um, uh, recidivist youth offenders that, okay. are, that are responsible for most of the understand and, Understand and, 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 and the, and the basis for establishing this program, but what we're after is some um, key details here. Well, so really staff want, preventing really them from leaving. So will defence, will soldiers guard the perimeter? To stop these people leaving, these kids. No, there's not. Well, there's not going to be staff um, patrolling the perimeter. Of course not. And if if they if they take these young people in there like they do now with the LSV, they have plenty of young people turning up that don't want to be there. And if those sort of issues arise, then they're going to have to deal with it on an individual basis. And the ones that absolutely just refuse to stay and participate and be part of the program, they may end up in a youth justice facility. I hope that that's not the case. I so hope the, that the, we've been very positive about this and we think that it's yeah. going to create, it's going to have great outcomes for our young people. We are going to invest into them and make sure the, that they, we do all that we can to stop them from going into the adult So system. the investment, Mark, let's talk about that, right? So it is $15 million, you say, Youth Offender Military Academy, new funding, $15 million. Yep. $10 yep. Million, um, reprioritise from other baselines. So, who are you taking the ten mil from? Well, we think there's already a big budget there, and there's already there's already um, uh, you know there's, there's already funding that's going into these programs or similar programs like Alex. So, which anyway. ones so, are you taking so, the so, ten million so, off? So, when, when we're in government, we'll be able to identify where that money's coming from. It may be new investment. We might just say, you know what. This is worth making the investment in our young people. No, actually- at the moment, your costings say that you are going to get $10 million that you are taking off other programs. So in the interest of transparency, which programs no, have we, you we identified def- no, that you will we, take we, the money from? No we, no, we definitely haven't said that we're taking money from other programs. Reprioritise from baseline. So you are taking it from other services. That doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that it has to be from other programs. We'll, we, we know for a fact this government, there's already wasteful spending going on. There's a huge growth in bureaucracy. So where will it come we, from? We, we, so we, so we know that there's, there'll be money that we can find when we get into coming and we actually open the books. Okay, so yet to be determined. But yep. the four, so it works Boom. out. If you do the maths, sixty kids you're saying in year one with a cost of twenty five million dollars. That's four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a kid. Have you done a cost benefit analysis? Because you're you're big on justified spending. So have you done a cost benefit analysis? Well, we go as I said, Lisa. We're not in government and we can't open the books, so we're having to take it off the numbers that are available now in terms of what the cost is. We, we, we have probably gone high on the cost because we'd rather do that than, than go low. We think that it's probably going to be less than that. But we've decided, we've taken the decision that that investment is very important into our young people. It'll save a lot of money in the long term rather than having them fail. 
and end up costing the country a lot more. We think that it's a very, very good, prudent investment into our young people and their futures. We want to turn them around. So this policy, you've had it before the National Party. Did you talk to Bill English about resurrecting it? Did you get policy advice from him before announcing it? I worked on this when I was in government, when I was yep. defence minister. Bill English, I, I, though. Did you get I, I, advice I, I, from him? Well, 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 hang on. Can I just um, finish my answer? I worked on this under Bill English when he was Prime Minister and I was defence minister. And, I, and I've spent, for, for a decade now, I've been out participating with the LSV and supporting it. I've been a patron. I've seen the, the um, incredible results that it provides for our young people. And I'm not giving up on these young people that are, that are committing these. They're in terrible situations. Uh, the, the, the adult gangs are trying to get their hands into them. And we're actually going to take them out of that. We're going to make an investment in them. We're going to make the community safer. There's going to be consequences. And we're actually going to try and turn them around, especially the 15 and 17-year-olds, before they get into our adult system. And, and I'm, I'm backing the program. I'm sorry. Everyone can come out. and Not everyone, but people can come out and say it doesn't work. It does work. And for every... So, Mark, if if you're backing it, we're almost out of time, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is important. Every every Defence Force personnel, every police officer, every educationalist, every social worker that's worked on these programmes, the blue light is exactly the same, that's worked on these programmes for decades. It's it's a slap in the face to them to say that they cannot turn these young people around. They have been doing it for a long time, and they will continue to do it. Appreciate your time. We are out of time. Thanks for joining us. That's Mark Mitchell, who's Nationals Police spokesperson.